Welcome to Hashtag All Podcasts Matter, the podcast about politics, social issues, movie news, and Keanu Reeves. This weekend, I moderated a panel at Mag West, a, a panel called How to Make Conventions More Inviting for People Who Don't Look Like Matt Damon, a panel essentially about how to make cons more diverse and more welcoming for people of color and differently abled. A uh, funny story, the panel actually got gentrified by some guy who just sat down on the panel. I thought he was going to be working the sound for a minute, so I just kind of let him sit there. But then he started talking, answering questions. So I asked him to leave. That was good times, because this is a really good example of why panels like this are important. Thank you, Shubzilla, for uh, reading the shit out of that guy. That was good times. Thanks to Marcos, Veronica Tyler, Vic, and Lex for uh, joining the panel as well. It was a good time, so hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for coming to the very last panel of MagWest. You guys are an excellent audience. Yep, these, yeah. are, the, these are the best attendees and staff for MagWest that there has ever been. Mm -hmm. uh, this panel is called How to Make Cons More Inviting for People Who Don't Look Like Matt Damon. Hell yeah. This was inspired by events actually at MagWest, so I'm glad and to be here. And probably got harassed at uh, Rory. Uh, Kraken Con. No, it wasn't Kraken Con, it was, uh... Silicon Valley Comic Silicon Con. Silicon Valley Comic Con, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that had nothing to do with comics or oh. anything. And I do not bring any tea to share. Just tea? No, like, you know. Alright. Introduce yourself. Go ahead, start with the all the way at the end. No, no, you're all the way at the end. Okay, um, my, my name is Kian. Uh, I host a podcast with a gentleman at the other end of the table, the black one. <laughs> um, I'm bipolar, I'm 34 years old, I'm a cartoonist, and I'm also a panelist on this panel. And a father. Oh yeah, I'm a father of two, of two children. Sure. They're the future. They are. Um, I'm Shabzilla. I'm a rapper from the Seattle area. I'm known for making fun of white people in my songs <laughs> and yelling about cat collars. I'm also uh, the co or one of the co-founders and the merchandise manager of the nonprofit organization Geek Girl Con, which is October 27th and 28th. Please gossip with me at the merch booth. I'm Marcos. I've been working at convention for. Uh, at least four or five years, uh, and I've also been, uh, I also write for a couple of different magazines, you might have heard of them. Uh, one of them is uh, Bleeding Pool, uh, one is uh, Pop Cult HQ, so mostly I talk comics, other things like that, and whenever I'm working at conventions, I'm usually just trying to make them an inviting place. Mm -hmm. My name is Veronica Tyler Christie, I usually have sometimes V, I currently host a podcast called Don't Talk, Don't Drive, which uh, is an Exclusive take on musicians and artists who are also into anime and video games. I'm also a vocalist and a bass trombone player for the big band Seven Street Big Band. So I kind of straddle the line between uh, getting into conventions and also kind of navigating the music world. Hey, Vic, um, before you get started, could you explain what our podcast is called and what it's about? Because I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Victor. <laughs> um, I go by Victor Mom Jr. 
I co-host the podcast with the African-American gentleman at the end uh, called Hashtag All Podcasts Matter. It's like a tribe called Quest. You can say the whole damn thing. Um, we talk about social issues, social issues. We do minimal research, which we find out by a fan of our show. Uh, <laughs> entertainment news. Uh, Keanu Reeves news. Um, and top five, or whatever we feel like doing. And we also do movie reviews. Uh, if you don't like our take on politics and movies, you should really listen to movie reviews because we review every movie in the Marvel, every every Marvel release ever, starting with the original Howard the Duck, the old Captain America, like when he was carjacking people. Oh no! <laughs> we found a hidden gem called. Punisher with Dolph Lundgren in the 80s, which was the 80s, well, no, it was the 90s, and it was 80s as fuck. Yeah, uh, the original Fast and Fantastic Four movie, with, uh, they went from Johnny Storm as a person to a cartoon in the movie for special effects. Um, I'm a student uh, of, life. of life and an actual student, uh, and I work for a nonprofit helping badass kids not be badass kids anymore. And just poor people, I, I love poor people, because we're all poor, because we're not rich. Have all you guys right. discovered that Keanu Reeves actually ages, or is it like a fixed thing um, for the rest I'm, of his life? That's, <laughs> our first goal with our, uh, um, with our podcast was to get to San Diego Comic Con for free. We accomplished that goal. And our next goal is to meet Keanu Reeves somehow. Um, I heard you can just break into his house and he will not kill you. <laughs> 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 Let's catch a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just stay away from any four-legged animal. <laughs> I heard it's a thing that you know, suburban areas they don't lock their doors. So I yeah, I, I heard that too. Yeah. He has a sign that says "Be aware of Keanu Reeves." <laughs> 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 so what's this panel about? Oh yeah. Oh, this panel is about how to make cons more more inclusive. I called it um, people who don't look like Matt Damon based on his experience of um, giving Effie Brown. I don't know if you heard about this story, Project Greenlight, where he tried to explain racism and how to solve it mm-hmm. incorrectly to a black woman. Oh, yep. Yeah, well, <laughs> I remember that time. Don't be that white guy to explain racism. Yeah, black. yeah. Or don't be Henry Cavill and say you don't feel like dating because you're scared somebody might. Excuse So I want to talk about some grievances and possibly just try to find some solutions about how to make cons more inclusive. Where's my fan? So I'm, yeah, it is it is rather warm in here. No, this, you might be talking about some shaders, so. <laughs> so I want to ask some questions for the panelists and there'll be also some time for questions from the audience. Um, how does your race, sex, gender, or disability affect your life and what sort of challenges do you face at a convention? Go ahead, Chef. I, 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 I harassed her last night, and I felt so bad. I asked her what nationality she was, and I felt like a dick. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry about that. No, so, I was ruminating over it all night. He I just didn't want to call you Philip. He, he, he did. He did. He woke up ruminating over it. Shit. <laughs> Cold sweat. FBI, open up. Cold sweat. Cold sweat. Like, yeah. I just don't want to call Filipino all out. Word, word. Like I thought, I Come thought we had front. built that. We had like moved past that because no. I was like, it's cool, and you've done the so, self criticism versus the self flagellation, which is hella like half of you. 
At least mm. he didn't spin that your words mm. like some default, like like someone would probably go like, "Hey, are you Chinese?" Oh Lord. Yeah. Um, He's like, "Hey, Lord. you're Chinese, Lord. right?" And like, I mean, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ask the nationality, I think that's safe. It's a safer question, I feel like. I don't mm-hmm. think it's anything that's meant to harm, because that wasn't your intention. No, 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 I wasn't, because <laughs> it, it was actually a deeper question, but she's like, I'm American. Like, and I was like, of course you are. And I just like, it's that one like where you like, everything you do, you think about it, I was shouting, like, damn it. <laughs> I harassed her. I, I like that. I just white mailed her, and I was like, oh, man. I know better than anybody. You pull the Chad. Yeah. <laughs> pull the Chad. Um, but uh, what's it called? So I guess that's one of the things that occurs, at least for with me and my experiences at conventions. I mean, I'm usually in like this, and apparently that's not nerdy enough for some folks. Uh, but they can go to hell. Um, but one of the challenges that I'm finding them facing quite a bit, and perhaps those of y'all who are marginalized folks may experience as well, is that there's not a lot of representation um, in conventions still. Like, it's great that they have uh, mission statements. Many many conventions and nonprofits do. Uh, and there's still this disconnect, regardless of the convention, between, well, I shouldn't say, not all conventions. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, this, <laughs> there's this disconnect between the, the, the nerd community at large and, uh, and conventions and how they work. And it's really, it's really frustrating to see when you're looking at a music panel or a music track, for instance, and there's only one person that looks like you. Say, um... I'd say that as far as uh, as far as like what I've experienced when I first started going to conventions back in uh, 2003. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, you're older, but uh, <laughs> 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 what's that old man? I'm trying to walk it. Anyway, so yeah, ever since I started uh, started first going to conventions in 2003, I'd say it was pretty uh, pretty monochromatic back then, and it's gotten better, it's gotten a lot better, but still some work to do. I will say one of the things that I have noticed more lately is that um, most conventions, I mean, as a dude, it feels pretty normal at conventions. It's normalized that a lot of conventions are kind of dude-centric, and it's still a bit of a boys club than a lot of these. So that's, uh, that's been something that I haven't experienced per se, but I have started noticing. And I think that's the thing that needs to change. A good old boys club, if you will. Mm. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it it is in America, so. So I think my favorite thing about the nerd community, I'm putting that quotation marks thing, so I'm still going to label it as for today, is I love how we're all really versed on the internet, online. And uh, with a lot of things that's going on online, like when things, when bad things happen, things go viral, right? So mm-hmm. like, you know, Twitter and Facebook and uh, sometimes Reddit, like when there's like a bigoted statement or something that seems a little bit ignorant, but 
those people, def especially with those who have a huge following, get blown up. And so there's a sense of awareness. So that's why I kind of appreciate it as a slate. As for my own personal um, kind of challenges with conventions is uh, there's a lot of gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. um, mm. I'm also mm. African-American. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm like lighter skin, but I am light skin. So sometimes there's a little bit of a, hey, so if you're, if you're half black, like, like, but you sound white, so uh, you're, you're with us. I'm like, oh, oh, you're tripping. So hey, anyway, um, yeah, so I, um, <laughs> have a lot of trouble kind of having some identity and people like to assume what my identity is. I'm also perceived as um, being a black woman, also being a plus size black woman. Um, I either get really kind of passed off the side because I'm also not sexually attractive enough. So um, there's been a lot of like, oh, you can't do that, you're too black, or you can't do that, you're not skinny enough, or you can't do that, like you're not even Asian. I got my people. Uh, so it's just a lot of things that like I've been kind of, um, you know, someone shuts the door and walks in. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not allowed to do this because of my sexuality. So that's what I kind of want to focus on that on that. I don't know what all you people are complaining about. <laughs> Nothing bad has ever happened to me. I'm a large African American male with a booming voice. Nothing <laughs> bad ever happened to me. Oh, I'm a very dark kid too. No, no. Um, comments and comments always by because we we do a lot of press for events, and my favorite one was old white lady who came in the wrong door and she was mad. She was like, "Kick our asses," because it was no way to know how to get in the place because it was a terribly grand convention, San Jose Comic-Con, I mean, Silicon Valley Comic-Con, uh, and we came in the wrong door on accident because no one told us it was the wrong door. She's like, you have to go all the way over there. I'm like, look, all right, fine, mate. we'll go all the way over there. And so we then we get our press badges, and we're coming up the steps, and God looks at our badges and says, you got the press? I was like, oh, yeah, we counterfeit his press badges because, you know. But, um, you know, we, we rock with it, and we, if I, if I throw a fit, that, that's my biggest thing. If I, I can't throw fits at my job, anywhere, because if I get angry, I'm yelling at people. I mean, why are you yelling? I get that a lot. Uh, when, I, and the thing is, you've yelled at someone before, and that means you're physically, mentally angry if you're yelling at someone. My voice is loud and it booms, but I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at you, you're going to cower in fear. But I get why you're yelling a lot, and I have to check wherever I am because I have to be soft-spoken. Like, this is my soft-spoken voice. I have to be soft-spoken everywhere. So, I'm especially scared. I'm scared. Like, yeah, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, also, there's candy up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just come and get it. Can you pass the shrimp chips, though? All right. Look at that. Oh my god. I'm excited. Um, I'll answer this question as well. At Kraken Con, I asked if I could stand in a uh, disabled line because I have a lot of screws in my foot and like 56 screws in my back. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Logan. Like I set up metal detectors sometimes. And uh, the lady who was running the disabled line was like, Can you explain your disability and show it to me? 
I'm like, yeah. I'm like, man, I like take my shirt off and my and my socks. Okay, but that was, that was pretty embarrassing. I didn't appreciate it. Um, some of you touched on this a little bit, but have you ever felt rejected by the nerd community because because maybe you don't match whatever the ideal image may be? Yeah. Raise your hand. Yes, yes. Thank you. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I can I can share a story. So there's a science fiction and uh, writing convention called NerdWestCon in Seattle. It's one of the longest run um, conventions in Washington State, if not the longest running. And my first year there. You know, I'm in, I'm feeling my oats, I'm in my, I'm in my leggings and like my favorite hoodie and I was looking cute, the makeup was on point. Um, so, you know, it's my first time there, I got my swag bag, very excited. I'm just looking at some of the accoutrements on this table, there are like flyers and different events and you know, I've never really been to a lot of conventions outside of GeekOlcon and PAX, so I was like, fuck it, let's, let's see what events are here. And this like woman, like I swear she like floated from the ether. Like she was on some demon shit. Um <laughs> so she's like, hey, you know, this is NerdWestCon, and I'm like, I'm very aware of that, per my badge. <laughs> and she goes, You don't look like you're here for NerdWestCon though. Wow. And for those, there's a few folks here that are very familiar with my work and who I am as a human being. I let her have it. I was like yelling, hair, like hands, everything like that. And then from once she came, she like disappeared back into the ether and never said anything to me again. And I'm a spiteful hoe. I'm very, <laughs> I am, I am spiteful. Okay, so what I've what I've done since is that I've done NerdWestCon's main stage as Chubzilla. I've wrapped up that stage and I've been on like numerous panels. And this happened like I think four or five years ago. So I was like, oh, oh, you're gonna tell me I, I don't belong here? Bitch, you're gonna see me. You're gonna see me everywhere you go. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not that Asian. Um, so, you know, and I always, and I explicitly share this at NerdWestCon also when we do panels similar to this. And I'm like, I hope, like, I hope that bitch has run into me or seen me on a panel because I'll call her out every fucking year, even if she dies. Every fucking year. She will be immortalized as that hoe. Um, but then, you know, that's just me. That's just me being spiteful and not Christian-like, and... I'd say that's one of your better qualities. Thank you. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. No Lord fashion today. Hey, no censorship today. No. It's the last panel, man. Yeah. It's a, this is a Christian server. <laughs> <laughs> no swear, please. I don't know how I can follow that. I'm gonna be real. No, no, no. What was the question again? Have you ever felt rejected by the nerd community? Oh, uh, I get this all the time. All right, I'm stealing everyone's name. Because I'm, I fucking love anime. Love it. And I always get, I'm not, 
I'm from East Oakland. If anybody knows where East Oakland is, I'm, that, I'm from that part from what you hear about on the news. So I'm either not hood enough for my hood friends and I'm not black enough, or I'm, I'm too white for them and then I'm too, I'm too black for my white friends and then every time like there'll be an anime conversation and I'll jump in and I get the biggest eyes in the world when I know when somebody's talking about something. Like somebody was playing the theme song from Sword Art, Sword Art Online and I was like, oh, it's FL. And they looked at me like, how do you know that? Yeah. But uh, wow. I, I get that I'm, I'm always not the right for everyone, you know? But it's fun. <laughs> Sorry, I kicked everybody. <laughs> well, I, I never fall down. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I grew up in a pissant little uh, podunk town, and if anyone, uh, if anyone has ever listened to anything by Voltaire, one of my favorite songs he's ever done is "He Lives in a Small Town," and it's true. It's true. Um, so, from the Mexican community, I actually was not received very well because I didn't speak brown people. And the other thing too was, from my own nerd community, it, it seemed like I had to put in a lot more work to be validated as a nerd. So I ended up, I definitely put in the work. I read a hell of a lot of comic books. I was better at MTG than, uh, than a lot of people. I, I definitely just put in the work. But I, I mean, in retrospect, that's, uh, in retrospect, I, I always have been a hard worker and I just started thinking about how much more I had to put in just to be accepted by that community. Mm. And so it's uh, something you look at and I look back on. Uh, not that not that I don't know what MTG MTG is, but like let's just say hypothetically I didn't. Okay, so Magic Gathering. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm being gay, gay kept. I just closed the door. Get off this panel. <laughs> I have a rare disorder where I don't understand acronyms. <laughs> Wait, do you actually know what MTG means? Uh, no, I really do. Oh, it's Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, no, no. That's half the battle. Can you define gatekeeping while, while we're... Uh... Oh, gatekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> I just did. Because he's up on this panel, and we are here at Bag West, where we know a lot of things about anime and video games, and sometimes tables have games and RPGs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Because he didn't know that one thing, I just think he's invalid. But that's an example. I'm not really that person to think anyone's invalid. Because we're all learning here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah? I just, open I, I, open hearts. I literally open just, hearts. I literally just learned. Yeah. In fairness, there might not be the highest gatekeeping on this panel. Who are you? Speaking of someone who literally just walked up here. Uh, my name's Lemons. You might have seen the Wanda posters. Uh, yeah, Lemons. Yeah. See. <laughs> See, that's just because everyone up here is very inclusive, and we try to make sure we include everyone. Oh, that was I, I, I guess, I guess that's okay, but we didn't actually invite you. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll take off if you want. We got you, obviously. I guess it's okay. Thanks, Damn. You can teach him a real good. So much fun. Damn. I'm an angry black man. We were having fun. Yeah. So gatekeeping. So gatekeeping. So gatekeeping doesn't only exist in the nerd community. It exists in different types of genres. Um, it exists in cultural senses, like what Marcos just explained, like because you don't fit a specific identity, sometimes you're kind of a little like 
validated and kind of like, oh, you're not Mexican enough. Oh, you're not Ludwig Lissing. Uh, you're not black enough. Um, and so it can happen in nerd communities. It can happen in cultural communities. It can happen in different genres. So I'm also a musician. Um, I'm also a jazz musician. And I will admit to going to a number of music festivals, especially jazz festivals, where I saw an artist on the main stage. I'm like, wow, this person's amazing. And they're beautiful, and they sound so good, and they're a rhythm section. Oh my god, they're just slamming, they're killing it. Yeah. And then I'll ask someone to my friends, like, hey, who's that? And they'll be like, oh, don't you know who Al Jalal is? Or, ooh. I'm sorry, can you educate me, please? I would love to just hear about it. It's like, well, I don't understand why you're here with that all day pass. I'm like, ooh, I really mind my business and go somewhere else. And then I'll go mosey on to the next person and say, hey, Who's the, who's the drummer there? Like, how do you not know that drummer? Oh, I'm like, okay. I will go and find a program and figure out myself. Um, <laughs> because there are resources. But um, yeah, so gatekeeping is just kind of a way to just validate your, your appreciation, if anything, uh, for most uh, you know, different genres of life. And, um, and so what I really suggest for a solution for those who gatekeep, because sometimes we're a little guilty of it. We sometimes will, like we're at a party, and like I was just playfully like saying, like you don't know what MTG is, but of course, like I, of course I would tell him later. I'm not gonna keep it away from him. Hmm. Um, but if you hear someone who doesn't know what's going on, or if they get like the wrong name for an anime, like you know, if they call like Deku Bakugo or Bakugo Deku, and you're just like no, trying to figure it out. Well, okay. Ultimately, just educate your peers and just say, hey, do you, do you watch a show? I think the character is this. You know, and then just kind of be kind about it. You know, you don't have to be snarky, snarky, going in the air like this guy. <laughs> I try. I'm just very passionate about my hero academia. You know, my hero academia is pretty dope. Snap mm. to that. Pretty, pretty dope. dope. No snap to that. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> Pre Naruto and Bon Sasuke. One piece is better. I respect that. It's undeniably true. But I mean, I, I disagree, but I respect you. Fair game on point. Mm-hmm. Respect. Ask another question. Oh, okay, there's something I want to talk about. Is everybody familiar with the term code switching? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. oh, so we yes. saw that movie, Sorry to Bother You. I need to, I need to what see a left turn, right? <laughs> <laughs> <It's so sad. laughs> no spoilers, but go see that movie. That, that shit got crazy. <laughs> I think I'm still trying to be comfortable with my own blackness. Um, that's why I'm, wearing, I'm still wearing my Afro pick right now. Um, just in case people like don't know I'm black, like I'm like really, really black. Like just so you know. So I'm trying not to code switch while I'm at a panel. Like, hello, this is Kian. How how are you doing today? Versus, what are my niggas? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, good morning. Oh, yes. My good morning home. is an Anglo-Saxon term for So the question being, do you guys find yourself code switching in, in this arena versus versus your regular life? Does anybody know what we mean by code switching? Like, you talk slang? Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Ebonics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like code switching is more of an internalized uh, adaptive trait. It's not something that's forced. 
Yeah. So when we post with, we do it in ways to help promote ourselves better in our job. It's to kind of help navigate whatever crowd that you're in. Like, I'm not going to go around and, like, you know, go up to some random person and be like, hey, you my nigga, hey, you, it was good. Like, you know, I'm not going to go around and do that um, in this, like, environment because, again, like, just internally, like, I get switched, right? How I'm talking to you guys, I hate to say it, but it is a little bit of a mix of transmission. And, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's so internalized that I feel like that it just comes out naturally. I also work customer service over at my other job. Same, so, same, same. Um, so what will happen is like if I answer the phone, it's like, oh, good evening. It's nice to talk to you today. Can I talk to you about your family account? It looks like that you have a deficiency in your balance. Let's go ahead and try to uh, reverse, like try to resolve that so that way we can just move on with the day. Something like that, right? Um, but over the phone, I sound kind and natural, but I can't talk like this. If I talk like this, it's like, it sounds a little too casual. Um, I'm also not going into like my cultural depth. Like I'm not like talking in slang. I grew up in the projects. Um, I've had to like adapt in that crowd, but it's so weird because again, I'm half black, so I've had a weird kind of experience with being um, culturally straddled. Whereas like my my, ba- <laughs> my black family is like, hey, who's that white girl? You got the white child here. Whereas like the white community is like, oh, you're black? Can you say the N word? So it's like, <laughs> I, I, I just like, what? I'm not gonna go stand up on TV. Nigga shit, nigga, nigga, nigga shit from the movie. But it's like, <laughs> but it's just like, I, I, I grew up in that world where it's that. Same thing with that work, which what he explained, where if he talks in a more authoritative tone and just tries to be straight up with his uh, coworkers, it comes off like yelling. I've gotten in trouble with that too. It's like, hey, I need you to go in the back figure out this thing, and then come right back and report to me. And then someone will cry, like, 15 minutes later, like, Veronica, I'm so mean to me. I don't understand why she has to be so mean. And then my manager is like, Veronica, you have to, like, be less aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> I'm not aggressive. But because of the fact that I am African-American, and I am not tall, but I'm pretty, like, plus-sized, um, I can come off more intimidating than I tend to be. So um, I guess that kind of puts on an okay rundown or anecdotal rundown of like code switching. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add to that. So I work in education. So, uh, and I also coach high, uh, volleyball. So, <laughs> which is, uh, I love volleyball. And I, it's not even, sound it up. I know. It's not even code switching anymore. It's like I have to be this certain thing to the to people. And I have to walk on eggshells and I've been doing it, I work in education for like 11 years and so I've been walking, like trying not to offend people. One time I was in a meeting and I was so mad that I couldn't say what I wanted to say, like a tear rolled down my face because I was like, I cannot say this out loud and like a tear rolled down my face and they were like, are you okay? I was just like, I hate all of you people. <laughs> because <laughs> I have to suppress so much of my personality and I'm so upset right now. This is the time where I really was going to yell at people. But I knew if I did this, everybody would have went to HR and the principals and and would have been because if I yelled at somebody, if I actually would have lost my cool, they would have walked out there like I beat the shit out of them. One of my actually black coworkers, she was like, I would have told you, but I didn't know how you were going to take it. I was like, did you think I was going to shoot up the place or something like that? I mean, you've been working six years. What do you mean you didn't know how I was going to take it? Have I ever hit somebody or something like that? What, what was I going to do? 
So uh, I made that decision to shoot up the place because honestly, from the previous shootings that have happened this year, have I've seen reports of have not been telling people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's usually the result of a very angry um, Caucasian. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, Asian. I'm mm -hmm. um, not saying again. I don't want to be thinking about all white people, but like it's it's the whole shooting up with black folks having weapons or something on them. That trend needs to like stop being a, a mainstream thing because it's not true. It's not true. The moment that anybody who is black who has a gun, that's not your default, should not be a black person. Because first of all, I think it's hard for them to afford it. And then second of all, if they were, ha were to have a gun, it's usually for self-defense. Um, now, I don't want to disregard gang activity, um, but again, let's stop pretending that it's only those who are black who have the weaponry. Um, it's, every, it's almost everyone has access to it, and everyone can get a license. I want to hopefully just drop that. Again, I don't have anything against those who own a weapon at home. I understand for self-defense, or some people like to go recreational shooting. That's totally, like in my book, that's totally okay. I know I trust people, I have people that I trust who have weapons at home. However, I want to like, you know, take down the myth that it's just black people who are dangerous. That's why I started printing my own. Printing? Yeah. Like, 3D printing? Oh, I see. <laughs> Lex. Lex. Come up here. Hey, mama, come up. it's come up. good. Come up. Do you want to come up here? Bless everybody, bless. Yay! We did a fabulous uh, main stage performance uh, Friday night and had an incredibly informative panel uh, yesterday. And then we did a pop-up set together. I'm, so she's been out and around and making moves. I'm really glad that it kicked someone else off so Lex could join the panel. Who was that individual anyway? Did any of you know him? I think that was, I think that was Matt. That's the, this, this, oh, this is the wrong right. panel for that. It, 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 literally, it's, 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 he wasn't doing it to be offensive. He just does it because that's what he does. I mean, there's a well intent. Okay, hold on. I heard, I heard him. I heard him. I heard. Yes, please. Good intentions don't mean shit. Okay, like we, like we up here are marginalized peoples in similar and different ways. When somebody of privilege comes on up here trying to trying to give their point of view from a from a place of privilege, that is bullshit. And that is something that we have all, in our own different experiences, have had to deal with for our, for our lives and probably for the rest of our lives. So I don't give a shit if that's what he does. None at all. And you can add me on that, Shabzilla. Because we needed this space. We need this space to speak this truth. And he, whether or not he knew that, was encroaching on that space so we can talk to y'all about the experiences we are going through and how we can make our conventions and our culture as geeks and nerds more of an inclusive space. He don't look like Matt Damon, but he sure as shit belongs in the same category. So I'm actually, thank you so much for taking that. I'm glad that that happened because I was in a weird position. I felt like I had to be an almost angry black man because I was angry. I'm like, what are you doing here? I didn't invite you here. This panel was handpicked by these people who I thought would speak to this issue greatly. I like my family. 
Mm -hmm. and, and you know, just real, just real quick, I am gonna be that angry brown Asian hub. I will. I don't care. Um, I feel like with my ethnicity, people expect me to be silent, to be submissive, to be cute. Bitch, I ain't cute. It's not even three. Oh wait, no, is it three? No, it's not even three, okay? Um, I'm going to be outspoken about things like this because I've been mansplained to, because I've been white-splained to, and I ain't the only one in here who has been. So, again, best intentions are best intentions, but they don't mean shit, especially in the space right now. Preach. So this week we're doing a, a live action Lilo and Stitch, and Jennifer Lawrence is going to play the older sister. What? <laughs> I'm just going to fuck. It sounded true, though. It did sound true. Fuck! I wanted to ask a question uh, to the ladies of the panel. How can we help call out sexual harassment? I think when it's happening, uh, be very loud about it. Yes. Yeah, like get people's attention. Um, you might, you're probably in a space where there are a lot of people around you um, and whether or not they decide to uh, step in and take action, you've got their attention and now they're gonna be very uncomfortable and they're gonna be noticing that something is going on. And it's very important to bring people's attention to it because like I see a lot of women who, well obviously don't speak up because um, like for, for on one hand we're socialized to you know be scared about it and be I might like be overreacting. yeah yeah I might be overreacting I don't know if this is like I don't want to get people's attention I don't want to inconvenience anyone um, you should be fucking loud about it like if someone if you see someone harassing someone else if you are being harassed be loud and say hey fuck off that is not cool do not touch me I don't like that. Um, and, uh, I don't know, film it? Put it on YouTube? I don't know, like, I, I think people, there are gonna be dicks who are gonna talk to her all the time. And that'll never change. That is a tenet of history, and it will never change. So, the, the only way, I think, is to call out the individuals who do it, so that they are put upon and have a spotlight put on them for their bad behavior so that they stop at least the bad time. Thank you. Um, Shab, you want to say something on it? I actually had a question that I wanted to respond to. Okay. Uh, so, one thing, I guess one thing, you know, all y'all who don't identify as women can do um, is believe people. When they say they're being harassed, because you are creating that space of safety for them to be able to encourage them to, to go to the authorities about it or to go to their boss or their teacher, whoever it may be. So please believe them because that, like there, I know people like to do the, uh, but there are people that lie and all that stuff and yeah, sure and the folks that come forward with these particular, these particular things and these particular anecdotes far outnumber those who are, who are uh, conjuring false allegations. 
it that actually, he has believed them. Yeah, it actually takes a lot of courage, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of strength to just open up about, hey, this is a situation that happened to me that made me feel very uncomfortable, uh, and by not seeing their feelings or seeing their discomfort as valid, you're actually discouraging people from coming forward, which actually makes it even harder to pass sex predators, which is ultimately bad for everyone. So please believe people, um, at least acknowledge their feelings and acknowledge that there has been a line that was crossed. It's important to uh, not devalue someone who has come forward and put, put forward a um, story that I'm sure they didn't want to share and because it made them feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, actually, can I share a real quick experience? I don't know if it's okay. Of course, um, of course, please, please do. I did a show in June in New York City, um, and right after the show, like at the end of the show, I was like, there was a situation where earlier someone had asked me, like, hey, my friend wants to know if you're single. And I'm like, um, and I tell him that I'm not available. And then afterwards, he brings up this friend, and I like reach out my hand. Um, I, I reach out my hand to like shake it because I'm a busy person, right? And he straight up just like kisses my cheek without asking, just straight up. And immediately, I was like, "That is not cool. You should not have done that. Get out of my sight." And I remember the, the the way that he looked. And then, like literally, he looked me in the eye, and he was like, "Eh." And I was like, "You motherfucker." How dare you do that to me? And then he was like, eh. And then I was like, hey, staff of the show, get this person out of the bar, and if they try to come in, make sure that they, they don't come in. I had to be very firm about it, but it was actually pretty traumatizing because I was very tired after that show. I was exhausted, I was emotionally drained, and then that shit happened. And that shit happened, and I was like, you know, I, I don't even want to talk about the fact that I was just harassed just now, but for the good of everyone else, I should. Mm-hmm. And that's the story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what Lex was saying and what Shub was saying, like, bring attention, like I mentioned earlier, film it, post it, share your story. I've been seeing, especially with the Me Too movement coming out, um, a lot of women have been sharing their stories as of late, but I do have a few stories of just archived in my Facebook of the one time I walked home from a Zash show and five guys decided to corner me because apparently one guy wasn't enough to corner me and leave me alone. So um, that's happened. Um, and then also do your, what, what uh, Lex was just saying, like report it. You've got to report it. So um, there's been a couple of times where I've been out in bars and again, these things happen in different genres of places and different at any point. Um, a guy insisted, a guy saw me recording a band with my Snapchat because I like exploiting different bands on my Snapchat and I went off my Instagram and he saw it as being busy on my phone. Like, get off your phone, you're not enjoying the music. And I said, hey, leave me alone. I got it. And then he realized that he offended me. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. I was just kidding. I'm like, that's fine, but I didn't take it well, so leave me alone. And you know, of course, I'm standing around like, please leave me alone, which is the biggest thing. Leave me alone. If someone says, leave me alone, don't insist. It's like, well, let me make up for it. Let me get you a drink. I'm like, I don't want a drink. And then I try to buy my own drink, and he tells the bartender, hey, I got it. I'm like, no, I got it. Don't buy me anything, please. Like, right now, I'm already bothered. Do not. And he continued to do so, 
And then, like, after the fact, like, she kept going. And then she's like, look, I don't understand why you can't take my apology at the moment that I tried to say, I really asked you to leave me alone. He went like this in my face with his hand. And I looked at him, I'm like, you, fuck off. Like, I just screamed, fuck off. Fuck you. I looked at the bartender, I'm like, do you see this fucking shit? I said, told him to leave me the fuck alone, and you guys are gonna fucking do anything about it. And so, like, I was getting really loud, and, like, the band was getting distracted by it. And I'm like, this is so stupid. This is stupid. And so I left, and then because I went to a neighboring bar, because I didn't feel safe in that other bar, right, and this, I was in the middle of the Midwest, so that's another thing, but, um, I went to the other bar and I told the bouncer there, I said, hey, if a guy with like salt pepper hair walks in with a mustache, tell him to fuck off because he's gonna follow me here, he's stalking me. And they're like, oh, should we call the police? I'm like, and I should have said yes, but I said no, if he walks in, then call the police. But if he doesn't, don't worry about it. Um, and I ended up having a good time for the rest of the night, but yeah, you just gotta pay attention, you gotta report it. Um, here at cons, I've seen girls get harassed. I've seen especially, this is what I'm gonna bring up with Shub and uh, Lex, is I've especially seen Asian women targeted Ooh. often. Snap! And, and, um, and, I've had, and because like I mentioned before, I've been regarded as ugly and unattractive uh, with a lot of guys in the nerd scene. Um, I've had, had to act as like a bodyguard, like or a screen for those girls who are Asian being attacked. Like I was at a nerd party in a hotel room and a girl was a little bit wasted and a bunch of guys were like trying to touch and feel her. I'm like, hey, can you not touch her? Can you not touch her? And they're like, oh, why are you like overreacting? Like, do not touch her. And so I, the girl was like, hey, Veronica, can you take her to the bathroom? I need help. I'm like, sure. So I took her to the bathroom and she had to get uh, like redressed. And I, like guys were banging on the door. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, seriously? So I want to get Lex and Shub's input about the amount of harassment that especially Asian women receive in regards to women of color or who are white. Mm-hmm. Just in comparison, comparison, contrast. Uh, well, just well, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and take it. Um, uh, there's a pervasive stereotype uh, of Asian women, I'm sure you know this, the pervasive stereotype, especially in nerd spaces, of, you know, being the meat docile, mm-hmm. small, uh, you know, defenseless Asian woman. Mm-hmm. And that may apply to some women, like, of course. Like, I'm not saying that being, you know, uh, that being, uh, y- y- you don't have to be fucking, like, like me and Shove, like, all the time to be valid as an Asian woman, but what I'm saying is that that has, because of Mary's native portrayal, has manifested itself into a stereotype that actually a lot of people hold, and I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually hold it, and something that shows that I get all the time when we're on stage, um, or after we come off stage, after we've wrapped, um, people come up to me a lot of the time, you know, regardless of, you know, they're, they're usually men, often usually non-Asian, so non-Asian men come up to me and say, I didn't expect that from you. <laughs> Same. Code? I didn't expect an Asian woman to rap so good. Mm-hmm. My reaction? What did you expect? Immediately. Yeah. So something that kind of goes into what V was saying just now, be firm. Um, mm-hmm. Don't feel like you're inconveniencing people by speaking your mind. Be firm when you talk. Very important. Um, um, what did you expect? Like. Oh yeah, sure. I'm dope at rapping. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, oh, I didn't expect that. I didn't like when I saw you on stage. I didn't like see 
I, I, you know, I saw a small Asian woman with glasses and I didn't know that you would rap. Oh, cool, I'm glad your expectations were exceeded. I just bring up some shit that I talk about, but <laughs> um, that's kind of what I will say on the topic is that, uh, especially for you know Asian women who perform, uh, a lot of people don't expect us to perform anything other than, I don't know, J-pop, uh, B-pop, you know, cute little girl shit. And I'm the wrong Asian. <laughs> I'm still a fucking piano. Oh no, like, like I'm not Korean, so ergo, no, not Korean pop, B-pop, I'm not. I do have a question for you guys, kind of based on that. Sure. Um, do you guys have to feel like you have to, ever have to ever have to mask or downplay any aspect of your physical, cultural, or any part of yourself? Shubs, you can take this first, and I'll take it later. All right. Um, I feel like I'm expected to, but I don't, because I'm too old for that shit. Um, and also, too, like, you know, I get the oh my god, you're so exotic, what Asian are you, type of thing. And I'm like, are you going to buy shit? Because I don't have time for your fucking. Um, and people, you want something you don't expect from an Asian woman, that's what you don't expect. Um, like, so for me, like, you know, being Shubzilla and being on stage and all that shit, like, it's a way for me to go, look here, like, especially Asian Pacific Islander Americans, we come in all different shapes, all different uh, shades, all different sizes, walks of life, name it. And this is one of them. And if you can't vibe with that, if you think I'm some sort of anime Wong, then we gonna have problems. You gonna buy my shit, but other than that, we gonna have problems. Because I'm not here for that, and sis, I don't know if you're there for that either. Of course not. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, as far as downplaying goes, I'm gonna have to say, team, that I actually overplay and I, you know, I, I play up the Asianness because um, I have a little bit of a different experience than a lot of Asian Americans. So I didn't grow up here; I grew up in Taipei, uh, which meant that I was the majority, um, and I never experienced necessarily uh, feeling like a minority or being other or being like, you know, a second-class citizen, which a lot of uh, Asian Americans have felt. And so I have the privilege, and I acknowledge this, of having a pride in a culture that a lot of, you know, like my fellow Chinese Americans who are second generation may not necessarily have because they grew up in a culture where their culture was demonized. Um, as far as having that privilege, because I can pr be proud of myself uh, being Asian, I've been using it as basically a marketing hedge in a way. Like, mm -hmm. uh, because it is so rare for Asian women to be in rap. I like I'm very embracing of you know a lot of a lot of you know Asian aspects of myself. For example, like in photos, I'll do this, like I'll do that, um, and that's not to you know that that's not to conform to an Asian stereotype. It's just because it feels like me. So I never try to downplay anything that feels like me. And because I am Asian and I come from a culture, I'm like being Asian can be cool too. There's this word called fob. Do you know that word? Anyone know that word? It, it means branch yeah. off the boat. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that term. Um, it, it's used to describe, you know, Asians who are more Asian, have an accent, or like, you know, less American than other Asians. You know, oh, you're not a, you're not a fob Asian, you're an American Asian. You know, it, it's that, that distinction between the two. Um, my goal is to, tr is to show people that it's okay to be Asian and to have that Asian culture aspect in you. And like, it's okay to be proud of your culture. It's okay to like, speak two languages. It's okay to, you know, um, like, you know, do, do cutesy, 
you know, aging selfies if you want to, um, as long as it feels right with you. And so I often, I don't put on an accent, but I am very vocal about my personal experience as far as growing up in Taiwan and uh, being an aging Asian. <laughs> okay, okay. I just had a few more questions really quickly before I wrap up the panel. Um, what would you like to see more of at conventions? Because for me personally, I'm really glad to see Shubs and Lex perform here because you guys were, correct me if I'm wrong, but like one of the few people of color performing here, is that right? Yes. Right? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is like you and two, there is like you, the con artist, and like a duo, and... And, and like, not to mention that, but just yeah. like rap, rap acts, period. Like, yeah, right? I think you were the only rap act. I yeah. am, I was the only rap act, actually. So that is well, number one. I would like to see more rap acts at mm -hmm. conventions. Yep. Because those are really fun. Um, I would like to see more rap acts with bands. I have to shout out my band, The Con Artists, uh, three of who are also Asian American, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Totally intentional. Ben Bassini is not very Asian. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I would like to see more rap at conventions. I would like to uh, see more spaces dedicated to, I mean, there is a jam space here, but see more spaces that are dedicated to just people kicking it, maybe like Cypher freestyle spaces, because yeah. I, was holding one, I was holding one in my hotel room, and they dead ass kicked me out of my own hotel room because of a noise, noise complaint. It was, it was so really dope. Funny, but that's okay. <laughs> so dope. Yeah. Um, can I add it? Please. please. Uh, okay. This so, question's for everybody. I would love to see more expos regarding, so uh, just to kind of throw that out there, there was a con called BlurredCon, which Yay! is a convention dedicated to those who are black and are into the nerdy stuff. Um, but as for the conventions that are not oriented around uh, people of color, I would like to see more exposes on, um, you know, anime with black influences, uh, black animators, such as like the guy who uh, does artwork and the animation for the Boondocks. There's mm -hmm. Afro Samurai. I would like to see stuff on yeah, uh, yeah. what's that one? Samurai Shampoo because it uses Ninja uh, uh, Beats, beats like the lo-fi stuff. But there's art rappers on it, you know. Yeah. So I would like to see more of like a hip hop influences uh, in more so modern day anime because mm -hmm. um, that's kind of my main thing. I would love to see more shows. Um, again, I'm always like the number one fan girl for Super Soul Bros because those are my guys from from my undergrad. Um, but you know, there's a guy on that on that team or team in that band named uh, Mont or Christian Montana, who is their also their MC, and he's Filipino. Um, so like just kind of exploiting more of like the people of color aspect of conventions and how they actually advocate for like you know all of these shows. Like a lot of people who are growing up, you know, who are low income. Uh, like I said, I grew up in the projects. Um, there wasn't much for me to really relate to unless I turn on Channel 29 and there's Toonami. And so um, I would just like to see like how um, those aspects of this culture really helps bring people up and out of uh, a distraction, well, I guess a distraction, I guess that's a poor way to put it, but just kind of like help them like, you know, get through everyday life. So um, just explain more of that. Um, I would like to see more of those things. I like to see more of these panels yes. about diversity because it's important. Um, and if it gets to a big thing, maybe we can, um, you know, just make it work women in the nerd community or Asians in the nerd community or black, black society in the uh, music community and music in the community. Like, I would like to just see more of that. So, yeah. 
So I'm I'm actually gonna like roll back to like what uh, what uh, what the ladies were talking about earlier. Um, so I work a lot of conventions, a lot of conventions, and I and one of the things that I've started seeing more of, and, and I still <laughs> I still need to see even more of that, is uh, is I've actually seen people when they, there's creepy photographers or cre uh, people being shitty to each other. I've seen more people starting to come forward, and I want to see even more of that. I want to see more people feeling safe to talk to convention staff and make them safe places. Because once again, I, I think I probably hit anywhere between 20 and 30 conventions a year. I work probably about five of them, seven of them, I don't remember how many. Anyway, but our <laughs> job as convention staff is to make sure y'all have a good, safe time. And I wanna just remind everyone that your, your job as attendees and fellow nerds is to, uh, is to help let us help you have a good safe time. So if you see someone being shitty, say something. That's, I don't know. Even I call out your friends. Yeah. If you see your friends being an asshole, yeah. call out your friends like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, so I, I, I guess like I would, I would like to see, I would like to, I would like to uh, just extend that invite, extend that olive branch that we're convention staff. Tell us what's up. Mm -hmm. Tell us what's up. Tell us what we, you want to see more of. Like, if you want to see more of these events, let us know. That's what we want. We want to know how to make these conventions what you want. That was actually my last question as well. Do any of you guys have any answers or solutions? Like, how do we solve some of these problems that we talked about today? All right, they already got rid of Zach Snyder, but I need to... <laughs> I just need, I, I need more happiness, all right? And I, I'm like, I know you don't want to read Marvel, but it's working, so just try and have some continuity in the movies. I agree, totally. Yeah. 100%. And everything doesn't yeah. need to be dark, though. Use and Henry Cavill needs to take off his shirt more. All right. <laughs> Something that I think could be useful in solving some of these problems that we're running into is potentially more like informational and educational panels like this, like we were yeah. talking about. Yeah, I know that there are a lot of panels that are entertainment panels, or you know, panels where like people like shoot the shit. But I think as a community, we can empower each other by educating each other and by sharing our knowledge. Now, knowledge, I like to say, hopefully, if you are in the, in the if you're in the place to share, knowledge should always be free. Now, you know, the work you want to put in to get to where you want to be, as far as an artist, as far as a creative goes. Now that's the work that you have to put in, but if there's any way that I can help uh, take some, you know, uh, ideas from my, my expertise and give them to you and like, you know, uh, help you improve. We all grow as a community and that helps us to each other. So uh, I recently ran a marketing panel yesterday and that worked out really well and I would like to see more of that. Just like workshopping educational panels to, you know, share knowledge and to uh, learn from each other. And that is usually really helpful in just like development of just like creative artist development. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody for being on the panel today. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate all, all of you. You guys had fantastic answers. Thank you guys for coming out and watching. I'm gonna fight you right now on stage. Um, it wasn't that bad, and I really would like to see and stickers and stickers. Yeah, I want to shut stickers and, and gossip. Play swag, please come up. Please come up to the front. I should also thank everybody who uh, took the time to help write the panel and suggested some questions that were great.
Shabzilla, Veronica, uh, and myself. Thanks to everybody who was there. Thanks to everybody who listened. Make sure you rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That'd be great. Musical guest this week is Shubzilla and Bill Beats from their latest project, Boomers Volume 2. The song is called Alabaster. Docking the bitches, slapping the hoes, docking, docking the bitches, slapping the hoes, slapping the hoes, slapping, slapping the hoes. Why all these women wanna touch up on my hair? Messing with my mane that I handle with care. You think cause I'm platinum I wanna be your people? I'm a better boy than you motherfucking sheeple. You age quick and you have a bad tan. Your face sucks, painted with a heavy hand. You fragile, a snowflake, an ass made of glass. Slapping the hoes, docking the bitches. Slapping the hoes, docking, docking the bitches. Slapping the hoes, slapping the hoes, slapping, slapping the hoes. Ain't your business, my blessing. Fetishizing ho, hate the best be missing me. Your nonsense making, begging for a little glance. Pants looking tight, like you think you got a chance. Brad chat, whatever, quiet, go away. I ain't here for the garbage you say. I'ma quench that thirst with the spritz of mace. If you call me Oriental, I'ma cut your mother's Yes, this is my career of ivory skin. Scared cause you can't handle any melanin. You don't like the tone and you don't want spice. Wanna hush me? I'ma stuff your throat with rice. Alabaster tears won't save you now. I wasn't even that bad this time around. I know full well how you people like to do when you face with Slapping the hoes, docking the bitches. Slapping the hoes, docking, docking the bitches. Slapping the hoes, slapping the hoes, slapping, slapping the hoes.